Okay, uh, it says they can't access my video, which they always say. We are live on here. If anybody's in the chat, uh, we yeah. shall see. Um, anybody else got their YouTube up? Got it. If you do, just type something in the chat for me. Make sure I could see the chat, because last episode I was looking for the chat for half the episode. There we go. There you go. Okay, you go. We can see everybody. All right, awesome. Uh, guys, welcome to episode three. Uh, for some reason, it didn't change my title. We have Ron from 3Tan Reels on. And this episode is brought to you by HMH. Uh, HMH has been making fly tying vices, tying tools, tube fly material since 1975. Located in Bitford, Maine. Their products are not only made in the U.S., but all of the vice parts are made in the state of Maine. All HMH products are hand-assembled by small team of not only fly tires, but registered Maine fishing guides. These guys know what works. All their products can be seen at tyingvices.com or ask your favorite fly tying shop to get HMH. Uh, this episode has been recorded via uh, riverside.fm. If you guys want to start a podcast, you guys want to start a video podcast, head over to the link that's in the description, click on it, and it makes it super easy. You could edit all your videos along with uh, your sound and everything all in one and stream it to different platforms. So go ahead and check it out. Um, so let's start it. Ron. Ron is from T Three Tan Reels. Ron, hey, what is Three Tan Reels? <laughs> well, it looks like I got a bit of a lag going on because um, I'm not sure if it's coming through on the end. But uh, Three Tan Reels, we make uh, fly reels, everything from a one two three weight up to a fifteen sixteen weight. Fully sealed, fully submersible, um, fully machined from bar stock, solid bar stock. Here's my little guy. We go all the way up to a beast of a 15. That'll hold up to 950 yards, 65-pound master braid on it. Um, so, bombproof. Awesome. What about you? Who is Ron? Ryan, <laughs> I own three tanned. Uh, I've been in the fishing industry for for some years since the mid '90s. Uh, helped launch a couple brands, Von Stahl being one of them, and everything. I was heavily involved with that, and that's what got me into it. And then created the fly reels, and um, in addition to the fly reels, I ended up buying uh, Z Bass years later, which is another spinning reel brand. So, Joe, that was interesting. So, so, so you're. So with three tan and Z bass, does Z bass make any fly reels? They do not yet. Okay. They do not yet. Z bass is a U.S. made uh, spinning reel. Um, and we make all the parts here. We make everything one by one reel at a time, and uh, every reel we build is um, fully submersible. So we submerse it. We have a dunk tank that that's pressure tested to uh, 35 feet. So therefore, it has to pass that before it goes out. Anybody could say they have a waterproof reel. But in order to know that specific reel is waterproof, you've got to pressure test that specific reel. If not, it's based on it's built on theory, not on fact. Good stuff. Um, that's a pretty awesome answer. I really like that. That was really detailed. 
yeah that's the truth and we took the same approach similar approach with fly reels fly reels are a, whole, a little little bit of a different beast but granted we have guys catching 145 pound mako on fly on my reels and um they they're put to the test guides have been using them for for years uh, when we first started back in 2013 we put our reels in the hands of guides we didn't put them in just the avid angler they've been in the hands of guides they were being used and are still being used today so when you stop to say to yourself all right a guide has been using that reel since 2013 and it's still functioning what's that say to the individual and then when you you look at all these companies everybody's coming out and they're coming out with something new and they're changing things something new every other year every two three years or something they've got to do it for a reason you got to do it for new product sales but when you have new product sales that means you have discontinued product and when you have discontinued product you have your product that you love that's working fine but when you want something else for it you can't get it and i'm taking a different approach with this uh, my the spinning reels the z-best spinning reels they've been built that way since 2005 and i could rebuild i can service any reel that comes in from 2005 and when it goes out it's running like new so i'm taking that similar approach with the three cam fly reels as well that's awesome now ron do you fish I, well when i'm not working and uh the last three years i've been kind of <laughs> laid up i haven't done anything in the last three years i had uh severe back issues that i'm just getting over now i couldn't do uh shows or anything these last couple of years um it's just the l4 l5 is just Oof. it's bad so i've been going to therapy and and everything else doing physical therapy and different uh diets and everything else what you eat what you put in your body you feel a whole different way and um and then last year in 2021, I got rear-ended as well, so neck issues. But I'm getting over all that. And next year, I'll be going back out on the shows, but I'll also I'll definitely be getting it back out on the water. I haven't gone out in a couple of years simply because of that. If I miss my step, if my step's not right, I can't do it. Wow. So, What's the biggest fish you caught on your reel? On my reel? 46 striped bass, 46-inch striped bass. Nice. Not bad. Yeah. yeah. Hey Ron, I got I got a question because, you know, I'm I've always been intrigued by big game fly fishing. I've done some of it. I you know I I can't do it to the extent as I want just because I get seasick. Mm -hmm. so, so a question was when you first started talking about how much backing your your big game reel holds and and the fact that it was tested on mako sharks, which is the fastest fish in the ocean. I don't know if anybody knew that, but, um, but you're being from Connecticut homegrown. I'm sure you've tested these reels out on bluefin tuna being up in that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. We actually recently too, uh, we have not tested it. We, we have different forms of testing that we do internally and to determine the drag and everything. We, we've broken our drag down with carbon fiber discs and uh, pressure plates on them as well. And it's just a smooth, consistent drag that we get out of it. Um, but there are people now, um, people are going down, down towards North Carolina, and they're hitting bluefin on it and everything. So. Yeah, he said bluefin will definitely test any reel out there, stress test that yeah. thing like anything else. Um, that's good to hear. Also, on your you had you you had a um you showed your big game reel there what, one pet peeve of mine and I was looking on your website and it seems to be fine is the drag is the is the um the spool handle 
like some some manufacturers, their spool handles are so small, you're trying to reel 600 yards of backing in, and it's just a pain in the neck, especially when it's cold out. Mm-hmm. Like on your big game reel, how big is that? Do you have like a um, are they different dependent on the size of reel, or is it just one size for all the reels? Well, uh, one size on a T series. So the T series, it's that's our more of our saltwater lineup that we have, and it's it's one size on the T series. And you've got you've got a good grip on that. I know what you're saying. So I'm, you're getting a longer handle or something more to grip on, but mm-hmm. I have not had a complaint at all. We have the the way it tapers out, gives you a firm grip on it, and lets you reel in properly. So yeah, I, t- I tend to put some foam foam on that, especially on the on my big game reels, because when when you're reeling and then a tuna decides to take another quick run, sometimes. You know, if you don't have an anti-reverse reel, you're going to get slammed. banged in the knuckles. Even Albies do that too. So, so yeah, that's a this is some personal thing that I do on my reels. Okay. Uh, I tell you what, I'm an owner of one of his reels. Huh? Uh, and I absolutely love it. I never had a, I haven't had an issue with uh, the handle being too small. I used to have uh, old school Reddingtons where they have the flat handle. And I like the flat handle, but to the point is it, it was too small. With his handle, it's actually round, and it just yeah. it's got like a texture to the handle. So you're mm-hmm. actually constantly feeling as you're reeling, and his the drag on the reels is so freaking smooth that if the fish starts taking, it, it, you you won't get your knuckles banged up. You just won't because it's so smooth and it won't like. It just, I haven't had it happen, so. We, we I mean, get definitely more drag than you need. The handle is made out of Delrin, self-lubricating um, material. And um, I've got a guy, Dr. Jan Perspanik, down in Florida. Hit a hundred and, he's on his 118th world record fish. Mm. And he fishes all over. And I think 23 of them were on my fly reels. Uh, Stu Apt has caught tarpon on it as well. And... Um, the, the drag is just so smooth. It, it, that's what he always says. It's the drag, the drag out behind it, and the way it's built, it's built like a tank. Awesome. Is it, in regards to the um, the drag, is it is it? Do you have detents in there? Not in the drag. I have it, and in the clicker it's, is the detents and everything. Drag. We have standard drag plates with nanocarbon fiber, so it's carbon fiber treated with some other material, and then it's compressed. So it goes from most of them have four discs. And then the larger ones has six. And then we also, when you get down to to the T100 and T120, and then also T70, T90, we have different spool sizes. So the T100 and the T120 will, will share the same spool size. I'm sorry, frame size, but the spools are different. One is a large arbor, one is standard arbor. So you have more backing going on, on the T100, on the T120. But yet they're interchangeable. So if somebody has one, and they want to stack it with something else, if they want to change out the T100 to a T120, all they have to do is swap spools. That's cool. Interchangeable. We offer also offer that same feature. Is it a quiet drag system, or is it the, um... drags, the drag? The clicker is inside. Right. The clicker is inside. When you get a fish on it. It's, you're going to hear it. It's going to scream. The clicker's inside. We didn't put the clicker on the outside of it. We kept the inside and the sealed part. Keep sealed. it away from all the elements. That's right. what it lasts you. Clicker is nothing more than a, a little piece of metal and spring. 
And if you expose that to the elements and salt water builds up in it over a period of time, it's going to go, or it's the wire. Awesome. You know, I was reading up about it. Let's talk about the, the real seat with the, um, the patented, um, the real foot. Yeah. So, so I guess that's a pet peeve of mine. Is that, is that, so that's to prevent marring and scratching of the real seat on the rod or is that for cushion? It keeps a little bit of a cushion. So it, it keeps it, it keeps it locked into the seat. How many times have you seen that, you know, you're, you're they slip, you know, all of a yeah. sudden you're, you got to tighten up. That prevents that from happening. Okay. More like, and then I also, more like a suction like, right? Exactly. Well, suction, it's, it's, yeah, it gives, it adds material. But friction. Material There's that, friction. That, that yeah. Could, that could compress. So you apply that to the, 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 the seat or the rod and it keeps it locked in. No, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, we all deal. I think we all deal with that issue. Yeah, forever. To the hidden counterweights as well. We didn't put the counterweights on the inside. We embedded them inside the spool, so it's elongated inside the spool. Right. And when, on a fast takeoff, because it's elongated, you're getting you're getting smoother runs on it, just because of weight distribution. It's not evenly balanced. It's distributed evenly. Dave, you Stuff. got questions? Oh, uh, what got you started making reels? Yeah. Did advertising and marketing years ago, and one of my clients was Von Stahl. And that's when I got into it. And I've seen what goes into the reels. I was always outdoors. I was, I was always fishing or doing something outdoors. And seeing what goes into that uh, just drew the passion. And um, from there, at that point, after Von Stahl and uh, when they were acquired by um, Zebco Corporation, I worked with them for a while um, and did a lot of photography for them. I did the marketing, came up with the, the tagline, no limitations as well, when I was out there with them and uh, just loved it, passion. And then the same engineer went and created um, Z-Bass after that. And I then later was looking for a fly reel, so I, I, launched, I came up with flywheel design and then later Zbass approached me and I acquired the company oh nice so we're here in Connecticut um, and like I said it's just you know keep it simple right. we're here for our customers are the end users where I'm not I used to be in with a lot of dealers I'm gonna be in with select dealers and by working with select dealers we service our customers better mm -hmm. um, too many companies out there everybody's working for the game of sales and that's not us right and we're looking for longevity. And like I said, if, if we have guides that have been using our reels for years and they're just repeat, then any angler they're going to be good for. Nice. So you guys are from, you're both from Jersey, New York? I'm from, the, I'm, I'm, I'm from New York City. Okay. Me and George are from Jersey. Guys got a good run going on down there last year and looking good. Starting up already. That's what I hear. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm more interested in like I, I like it when it's like 80 degrees out, you know. So I'm thinking about coming up to Rhode Island in the summer. Or, or I used to go to Martha's Vineyard sometimes. Um, I mean they're catching fish now, but it's you know it's 30 degrees out right now. Yeah. Um, not a big. As I get older, I find like I like I like uh, I like the warmer 
the warmer weather. Oh, I mean, I used to look- go down. To, <laughs> I used to go down to Florida. It would be like two o'clock in the morning, and I got flip flops on on a jet on a on a secret jetty down there that I'm just catching small tarpon off of. You know, it's like you go from that to come up here, and you can't even. You know, I've lost fish because my hands were frozen. I couldn't couldn't get tight to them and couldn't you know set the hook and and all that stuff. So yeah, what's the water yeah. temps too your way? What's that? What's the water temps? Uh, I think right now they're going right up now? 57, I think, maybe. No, I don't think they're 57. Yeah, they, were, they were like, what, 55, like a week ago, weren't they? Last, yeah, they went from 42 one week to 52 the next week, and that was last week. Well, at least down in South Jersey. I'm down from South Jersey, which is a like a different state, Ron. The, the bulk of the fish generally miss the southern... It, at least it, at least the last 15 years it has. I mean, Cape May used to be the epicenter with the Cape May rips, and that's that's kind of, that fishery's kind of died down. But um, there's fish down here, but they're far and few between. And, and you gotta, you know, if you catch a 30 inch bass, that's like a freaking, you know, it's a big deal. It's a big deal on the fly. You know what I mean? It's like. But up in the Raritan Bay, you drive two hours. I mean, we just today some guy, some some local guy caught. He said he caught six fish up to 46 inches all on the fly, like in the water temperatures, you know, 55 degrees. So. So Ron, I have a question for you. Do you have a you have an online shop? We do. And you have also in person shop? Yes, we do. We have a retail shop in here as well. Everything's open up. We do. Uh, we add backing to your reel. We also have the rise fly rods in here and a bunch of other. We're bringing in more uh, items as well. Uh, not turning it into a typical fly shop, but something that's different. You know, something that people just don't find. Like for the surf casting side, we're carrying more t- Turtle Cove products as well, and everything for boat. Their boba grips. Okay. And you carry you carry obviously hats because I have one on. Yep, we have hats uh, oh, uh, on our site, too. Um, actually, it's what I end up doing. I, I gave a, uh, I figured, you know, for your, those that do tune in, you know, give them a little something. So we've got, um, you know, our shirts, our perils up there, we, our, our big game reels, too. Or if you're going on a destination trip, if you ever said, hey, uh, someday I'm going to go on a trip and I want that 13 weight or I want that 12 weight or I want that 14, 15, uh, I put a pretty steep discount on those just for, the next couple days and everything because i figured if the viewers see this it's the only way unless they're up there shopping for it um those are kind of like select items like a lot of people just don't shop every day for but if somebody is thinking about the destination trip i figured you know what tie it into this platform here and, and give them some, you know something for coming it's, pre- it's pretty awesome though that you carry uh fly rods and reels so you could get a whole setup uh when you're going away on a trip you know, instead of you going to like two different shops or ordering a, and you could actually balance out the reel to the rod, which is pretty cool. Well, you could. And when you, you stop to think about it, when you look at a lot of the other larger manufacturers, they're carrying everything. And if you're a dealer, think about a dealer. If you're bringing in product and you're, you're, you're filling your shelves, you have specific product at specific price points. And then it makes it difficult for others to get in to those price points. Now, my reel for the price that it is, it's more value for cost. And what we what we were doing all the time too is like when at ICAST, 
when I was at ICAST and people would come up, what's the retail price on this? I would tell them the retail price. And these are wholesalers you're talking about. These are dealers we're talking to. They would say, no, 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 not our price. What's the retail price? And when I told them, yes, our, TF, our T70 is 350 they they dropped their jaws because of the quality that's behind it. So we, we literally compete with reels that are twice our price in there. But the drag is just, it's phenomenal. And, you know, but I always say, you know, the, the best consumer is the educated consumer. And everybody has to do what they want, what's best for them, whether it's a handle or, or whether it's something else about a reel that they like. Then they should look into that. Just educate themselves on it and, and understand what they're getting. So I, I know I know Dave's checked out the reels, uh, and obviously I've checked out the reels. Um, Johnny did have a question: Is uh, how many pounds does the small one uh, hold? And I don't know if he means by backing or uh, the smallest reel you have goes down to what two weight, three weight. It's a three weight, three ounces. Yep, yep. three ounces. Okay, and it does have a drag too. And it's you know mostly a brookie brookie reel, but what most people tell me is they just set it to where they like it and they go with it. It's um, so you you can get up to twenty five, up to forty five uh, yards backing on it with it with a two weight, if okay. needed. But if you're in a brook and chasing a two weight, you're probably not even going to get into your backing. <laughs> right. So. Uh, now now what's the difference between the T series and the TF series? So the TF series, the TF series, it's it's lighter. I have two of them here. I have my TF70 and my TF20. We also have a TF40 and TF50, which were sold out of make and making more. But they're lighter weight reels. Like my TF70 here, this this will retail for two hundred and thirty dollars. It's uh, ultra light. It's fully machined, fully sealed. That's awesome. I mean, for that price, that's yeah. cheap. Four point six ounces. 4.6 ounce and easy to reverse smooth as butter it's also driven it's shaft driven whereas a lot of other reels they're they're uh, based on a, a screw down basis where the pressure is applied at the tip of the spool and it's sandwiched between a hub or, or a cone a section of the the frame all right so the spindle will come up and then it would sandwich theirs ours from bottom to top is fully sealed, sealed with bearings. So we have three bearings in there, the lower clutch bearing, mid bearing, and upper bearing. And then when you put it on, it's just, it runs butter. There's no wobble to it, even if it's not locked down. So it's extremely smooth, powerful. That's awesome. And now the T-Series. So what's the just your bigger? You're going into the bigger reels. You're going from a five weight. Yeah, they're beefier. Up. They're beefier, definitely. But I tell you what, a lot of guys even just want to pick up a six weight up here, and go from fresh to salt water or whatever. You're looking at the T50, right? It's 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 a little tank. The thing it features the same drag as the T T T70 T90 T100 and T120, same drag in there. Uh, but even in Alaska too, you know, or you get out towards uh, the Pyramid Lakes and cutthroat and whatever you know it's it's just it's a real it's a different reel it's it's giving you you're going to get about almost approximately 175 200 yards of backing on it depending when you're going 20 or 30 pound on it okay and then we step all the, then we step up to the t70 which has interchangeable spools with the t90 
Awesome. The different so, so so you so you could go with a different spool for the yes. different size reels. Yeah. So you got a you got a wow. T seven you seven eight and you can convert it to a nine ten. No. Wow. Okay, that's awesome. That's awesome. Ron, are your are the, are the drags um are the drag systems calibrated to a specific um, pulling pound? We we clocked them at twenty two pounds, which is more you're gonna, than you're ever going to need on it. Um, it's it does it gives you a smooth. We don't calibrate it to it, but we, the way it's created is we have we have the disc system inside with the pressure plate and the pins pushing down on them, and that's based on on the turns. Okay, so when when you're you got it going, you can feel the slightest change. You could feel the slightest distance. You're never with the, my reels. You're never going to get to the point where you change it a little bit, and it, it locks up on you. So it's it's just smooth and consistent. It's a nice wide range. We have approximately forty different stops in it in the detents. Okay. By the time you, from start to finish. Yeah, and I think that's what I meant earlier on about the detents in the drag knob. Okay. So, so, some drag systems are just, they don't have detents and it's annoying yeah. uh, when you're tightening up the drag. Yeah, like how Johnny just said, I'm switching from, uh, uh, to three tan from Grande. So he's, he, he became a life, lifer of three tan reels just like that. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to become a, um, I, I'll tell you what, uh, I'm definitely getting the T50, that's for sure, because I need that for a 6 weight, 6 7 weight. I definitely need that. So that's... I mean, I have, this is my, my TF70, and back in 2014, 2014, Andy Allen down in Florida, he hit a 50 and 60 pound tarpon on this reel, wow. and he's still using it today. And, and it's never been serviced, right? Never been serviced, and he—it's uh, what you need. He he sent and he 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 sent me a video on it because I was marketing it marketing it as a lightweight reel. He thought I was marketing it as a light tackle reel. He put together his video of him hitting these tarpon on it, and I was just blown away. So I sent him a, a TF twenty, and I said, "Here, give me a twenty pound snook, you know, on this little one." <laughs> so, nice, but. That's that's pretty awesome. I actually have a cool story to share about his reel. So I've been showing off his reel, and Dave knows at all the fly shows. I've been showing it to people just to check it out because it's something that he's a smaller company, and not a lot of when you when you hear of reels, you're looking at you know hatch reels, you're looking at the TFO reels, the the Reddingtons, the Abels, the Ross, and all that shit. And I came across his reels due to a friend of mine that I was fishing with in Alaska. And I tested his reel up there. And the rivers up there are running three times harder than any river on the East Coast that I've, I've fished. Now, I'm not saying there's not rivers that run faster. But uh, to hold those fish and not to get to your backing super duper fast and actually control and tame that fish to come into the softer pocket without... Mm -hmm busting your drag uh, it was just amazing when i fished it um up there um and so i've been showing off the reels uh and the guy uh, the gentleman that asked me to show it to him and uh we lost we lost ron's uh, video his battery died <laughs> 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 um 
he he's like, hey, bring the real. I want to see it. I want to test out the drag. So he brought his really expensive twelve hundred dollar reel, and we compared it. Dave, you don't know about this because I didn't talk to you about it. I wanted to wait till I had Ron on the show. Right. And we were in the parking lot, and you know how the parking lot is yep. over there, right? So he's got it on the button of my rod, and he's got his on the button of his rod, and he's running both fly lines, right? And this one's going, and this one's just going, and then eventually he's like, okay, tighten it up, and let's pretend the fish just hunkered down or whatever. So I tightened it down. This one kept on going, going. This one snapped the line. So his snapped the line if we put it all the way down. This one was going, eh, eh, eh. It wasn't like a smooth drag where it was just Right. It's, eh. it's jerky. It's a jerky drag system. $1,200 yeah. reel that wow. was in this hand. In this hand was Ron's reel. So then we loosened up the drag, and he kept on going, and this one just kept on going like this. He goes, yeah. fuck this $1,200 yeah. reel. And he said he's buying this one. I know. That's a true story. No joke. The reels are fucking way, way worth the money that you're going to be paying for them, in my opinion. Of course, I wasn't there, but I, can I take a wild guess? I'm not going to name names, but was that $1,200 really ha- reel have a cork drag system? Uh, I'm not sure if they have a cork drag system, but they're really good. A lot of people use them for saltwater. Yeah, it's got a cork drag system. I know which one you're talking about. They recently had problems where they're the back, core. the backing, uh, the core of your reel, where you, yeah. where your back is sitting on, it completely deteriorates from salt water. I so. always said, like I said, I talk to people. People come up to me and uh, at a show, and and they would say, "Tell me why your reel is better than this reel." And I say, "Wait a minute. Let, let's just say I'm going to sit here and I'm going to tell you the features and the benefits of my reels, the price point, everything else. You put it in your hands, you feel it. Play with the drag." And then go do the same with the other one. Educate yourself on it. And the more you know about it, the better off you are. And when you own it, the more you know about how to maintain it, what you need to do with mine. Literally, you rinse them under fresh water, shake it out, take the spool off, give it a quick quick wipe down. The biggest part of the maintenance on mine is just adding a couple drops of oil right here. After you're done fishing it for some time and working it in, there's an O-ring around here. That just keeps that o-ring moist and after that it just you store it just store it with the drag off and you're good to go key is stored without the drag off yeah yeah every yeah it's every real it's just it's just typical yes but then you get i've got you know people um austin green uh, he's he's down in virginia he, he wrote a couple articles great photographer videographer he was doing something an article on esox and um he, he used my reel. He says, Ron, he says, I fished it in murky water. I did all this. I haven't washed it in three years. And I'm still taking this out fishing. And he took it out for the photo shoots and everything. So it's, you know. But then again, too, if there's something you need to get in, into fixing it, it is relatively easy to get into fix it. We're going to be doing more how-to videos as well. Uh, this way, if somebody has it, they know how to fix it. They know how to get in and maintain it. Or... They can send it in to us. We're also going to set up a service program. We do that with Bonshaw. Every year we take apart these reels. We, we rebuild them from inside and out, replace what needs to be replaced, pressure test it, lube it up. We have our own lube with Bonshaw, with, with I'm sorry, Z-Bass as well. And uh, in the Z-Bass reels, we, we, we lube them up and, and uh, with our own lube. And we've worked with uh, 
corrosion X on that. They had, I was talking to them, they had a uh, grease that they smeared on the side of docks. No zinc in it, uh, tremendous clean factor. Clean factor, it will also prevent corrosion. So we said, gee, okay, a lot of guys are using, on the spinning reel side of it, they're using Royal Purple, too liquidy, more of a gearbox type of system. Um, then the other lubes are too thick, so we made it to the viscosity we feel is, is best for any fishing reel. But what we noticed over the last several years is any reel that ha might have had water intrusion in it at all, that we replaced probably 60, a little over 60% less of internal parts, bearings and everything else. So it's just preventing the corrosion. Um, so a couple of questions. Uh, you covered the six uh, six weight, the T uh, T. Was it the T T fifty? The T fifty. The T fifty could be for used for saltwater. Yeah. What I mean, obviously the drag is the same as it is for the T one hundred and T one twenty and so on. So therefore, it could most likely handle fish that are 40, 50 pounder striped bass, right? Yeah. Um, oh, the, the only thing is it's going to be line capacity. It's exactly. a little you smaller. Your line. Right. So you can't put as much backing on it, obviously, yep. um, compared to the one. I mean, I, my 120, I think I have like 350 yards of backing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like, and, and there's plenty of room to add more. Yeah. Like I, I could probably put 500 yards on there and yeah. still have room for the fly line. Yeah. When we spec'd it out, we spec'd it out years ago and we were very, um, realistic with it we you know a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of other brands were were pumping up the numbers to say you know the more the better and that's really not the truth we were being realistic the last thing we wanted somebody to do is bring the reel into the shop and then have him pack it and now there's no room for forgiveness so if if he had a line management stacking issue well, as he was retrieving and he's going to start to top off you know so we figured just Keep it simple. Keep it keep it true. We got another question here. Uh, the name is Three Tan. Yes. Uh, and if we have any questions, what's the best way to contact you? You can shoot me an email, ron at three hyphen tand.com. All right. Uh, um, if you guys have any questions, just you could always contact me, or you could even get a hold of him on Instagram. Sometimes. Yeah, Instagram or yeah, we're we're really not uh, so much in Facebook, but Instagram. Yeah, uh, Instagram. We will get back to you. Um, if we did that, if we paid attention to all the social media and used those social medias as a, re a responding platform, um, we would just spend our days on talking to people. And we like helping out, so if you, either that or just shoot me a quick email, ron at 3-tand.com. Hey, hey, Ron, I got I got a question back into the, um, I guess in general, loading backing. I mean, being, being in the game a long time, I actually built my own machine to load backing on the, my reels. I was pretty, you know, especially fishing for bluefin tuna and albies if if you ever loaded backing and was you know not careful right um when you're when when, when a fish takes a run even a striper i guess and your backing hasn't been packed on tight mm -hmm. the line's going to bury itself under under especially when you're using um bra um the spectra backing or jerry brown type of backings 
they will quickly bury themselves. So what I used to do is I used to put a, I used to um, wind on about twenty yards of mono, right, mm-hmm. as a as a cushion for the backing for the um, Spectre or the Jerry Brown to bite into when you were loading that. But I had a, I built a, a system. I built a wooden loader with with a rod and washers and springs to where I can clamp down pressure when I'm winding on the backing to really load it under heavy pressure. Like I noticed that when I was shopping on your site that you can load backing on the reel. So my question is, is that do you have one of those types of machines that you can pressurize backing onto a spool? We don't have a low, a weighted system that pressurizes it. We do it by hand and, um, got a great feel with it if you if you apply too much pressure keep in mind these spools any spool is aluminum and if that pressure from if that pressure if the pressure is so extreme from the external and it comes down the more you keep backing onto it it's going to start to compress and it could it could we've seen it on years ago back in er, early years ago with with von Schall, we've seen how it would collapse it would collapse a spool on it mm. because of the pressure so no we do everything by hand with that and but we do make sure it's nice and tight to it like i said if it's too loose you can feel it it'll it'll, it'll be soft right it's not. it'll be spongy exactly that's what you want to avoid on any reel. um what are what are the warranties on the tf's uh tf line uh, all my reels are pretty much a lifetime warranty as long as it's not typical abuse or anything i mean if a bearing goes that has to be replaced it's fine if a customer has an issue with it, we always say just give us a call, send it in, we'll assess it for you. If it's a, if it's something simple, if it's something that feels like it's our end, we'd fix it, you know, and send it right back to them. If it's if it's something that's just from normal wear and tear, like you have brakes on a car, you know, if, if those go, you have to replace them. If the disc goes, you have to replace it. You do, um, but we always you know put customer first. We don't just sit there and say let's open it up and replace everything. Everybody's you know working under certain budgets, especially nowadays. And we're conscious of that. So, yeah, I really, I really like how you put that feel into things because, uh, you know, it, it makes you feel like you're part of a small family when you when, when you just said that. You know, like a small business taking care of like mom and pop shop type of thing. Yeah. Um, we try, we try. You know, that's that's the thing. And and you know, our focus being you know on the customer, on the angler, uh, versus on who's selling the product at a shop is a different story don't and don't get me wrong there's not all the shops are the same way um but i've seen that when that we we were out before and with with a large distribution channel i saw it and there's um but there's some really good ones bears den uh evening sun as well charlie satan uh two three nine flies as well Um, and I just wanted to let everybody know if you guys uh, are curious of his website, I just put it in the chat. So if you guys want to hit on the link or save the link for later, uh, you could go over and I put the website there along with his email. If you guys want to get a hold of him, uh, it's all in the chat. Uh, uh, question from Surf Skagit, uh Northeast Coast. Um, that's our buddy Manny. Uh, Manny sir uh, uses a Skagit. Uh, line when he casts so obviously he's using mono running line he's just wondering how it is with getting into the housing of the harbor causing tangles and all of that um how does the reel perform 
So, Manny, I'll tell you from my personal experience because I've used the, the 120 when I've gotten up to uh, the Salmon River to fish, and I use a two-handed um, switch rod up there. I haven't had any problems with the mono getting inside the reel um, like some of the other reels do. Uh, the possibility, you know, it's there because you do your reel, it can, the way it connects, there's a possibility it could get in there, but I haven't had it happen. Now, Ron could tell you on his, you know. Yeah, our tolerances are tight. And again, it's, it's the same thing as just like our, our Z-Best, the spinning reels. Tolerances are so tight on them. Um, if we anodize on one, we, we, there's no way we can even hard coat it because the tolerances are so close. The hard coating would add so much more to it. But on the fly reel side, too, you, you, you'll always have some distance, let's say, between spool and frame. But we don't have many, much seepage out of it. Um, sometimes, you know, if you're if you're throwing, if you're spay casting, and you have a thin line on it, could it slip out? Um, somebody was having that issue, and then I knew a person that took some took him out there and just made a quick little change to his cast, and he didn't have that issue any longer. So, but now there are they're they're a lot tighter than usual. I would say pick one up, look at it for yourself. Look at it. You can tell just by the, the engineering and the manufacturing of it. The tolerances on the, on these reels are so tight and so close. I mean, when I pulled one apart here, it had a suction to it. I don't know if you guys heard that before. Yeah, I, I noticed that when I got mine yeah. apart. It was just like... Yeah, it just literally pops. You know, so it's... And again, it's sealed in here bearings run from top to bottom as well everything's driven on bearings and the whole the whole spool is supported from top down by a framework so so sandwich the other thing that i noticed too with the with the reels and this is i used to fish a lot of lambsons i do a lot of lambsons for steelhead because their drag system doesn't freeze compared to all the other reels i used in the past Mm -hmm. They would never freeze. So if you dunked your rod in the water, as soon as your 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 fish started running, that that drag would not freeze. With Reddington, with Ross, uh, what else did I have? Uh, Hatch, Nautilus, they all froze. So I used Lamson because they worked. Now when I started doing a two-handed rod up there, the gap between your spool and your outer shell is so big that that running line would constantly get caught in there as soon as you go to cast as your lines ripping through the guides um, that line would get caught up in there and your whole line would not come out i didn't have the 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 gap with these reels it's very minimal and i haven't had it get caught up in there yet that that's why i'm telling you about the the tolerances of it and and again the distance when you in the manufacturing side of it when we open this up and our standoff here and how close it runs inside without rubbing is so tight compared to, to a lot of others out there. And that's you, that's where it just prevents the slippage. If that was greater, if it was, if, if, the, if the spool had mo- more movement into it on the frame, you would need that gap. Because if not, every time you reel, you would hear it scrape, it would scrape against each other because it has movement ours has no movement that's why even on this other the little the tf70 
I could take literally unscrew it I could put it on and spin it and it has no wobble to it you know it's still not even tightened on it are they American made these are not no we do make these overseas um, at probably the finest shop overseas and the quality has been consistent through since 2013 I, I came out 2013 I was at ICAST I was one guy with a 20-foot table and a bunch of fly reels and I got best to show back in 2013 and they're still performing the same way so you say there's and the price too we haven't changed the price everybody's changing prices prices have gone up but we kept consistent and um, we don't have the margins baked into our our reels here to offer 40 50 percent off 30 percent off that's not it and you know uh, you know every we see certain shops have to do that in order to push discontinued items because they paid for it it's sitting there on a shelf but with ours uh, we're not changing we're going to keep it consistent if we change anything we'll come out with something new we'll sit there and we'll listen to you joe will say all right well this is what he's looking for let's do something maybe and let's cre let's create something so and i can do with all my reels now right now let's create another handle for these let's make it bigger and it's a simple change so yeah i mean a, a bigger handle is uh, i think too with like older guys like especially now that i'm uh, I'm, I'm meeting older guys that do saltwater, yeah. and I, I don't, I don't mean Joe. I just mean <laughs> older guys through the through the club, through the club, the Atlantic. Oh Salt, yeah. You know, a lot of those older guys are getting arthritis in their hands, so now they're starting. And I don't even know how to do this because if you're getting arthritis in your hand and you can't reel, how are you pulling the line in and landing the fish with the line if you can't hold on to the reel? So yeah, I'm having that issue a little bit too. The the handle, the bigger handle as an option, if you want to buy a, like a separate handle and screw it on there, I think that's that's a great idea. Uh, in my opinion, I mean, I would, you know, like even so, like, you know, if you're fishing for steelhead in the winter and you, it's freaking negative thirteen degrees and your hand, you got your gloves on, I, I don't. Well, that could be a yeah. Be good, see, so when I hear things option. like that, I listen to those things because if he's saying it or like. Or especially if you're going for something larger, where that thing's whipping around, you want something larger, you want something softer, something like that. So there, there's there's solutions out there. But even yep. even these, all I have to do on it is literally, I'll take it on the black one, you'll see it better here. That little V-channel, that V-channel that holds a handle on, it's held on by a screw back here. Simple, somebody has it, if they wanted another one, we could peel off the line if I came out with new handles. It would just replace the V-channel and the handle. If you put back on, you're good to go. Nice. Nice. Uh, Johnny wants to know, and Johnny is like the question man today. He's been hitting me up all day, Ron, about your – he's been Look asking question <laughs> after question after question. Uh, but it, it's good because he wants to know, and I like this because a lot of people – go by a reference of one person versus you know talking to the company and getting to know the company and so on and so forth there's so many manufacturers out there that we just purchase their stuff by uh you're saying you know no don't know well knowing the brand so like i go for reddington because that was my first reel i ever got so i'm like okay i'm gonna stick with reddington but needless to say, Reddington's lasted me three, four years, and I'm buying another $300 reel from Reddington. You know, it's like 
Uh, so he has a question. If someone orders a reel, how long does it get uh, take to get it? Well, just like anything nowadays, it depends on stock. It's, it depends on availability. Like if he if he wanted a T70, a T90, a T50, T100, T120, T130, T150, a V130 as well, um, a TF70, a TF20, we got them. If you're looking for a TF40 or a TF50, we're making them. So. Well, that answers your question, hopefully, yeah. Johnny. But we're, now, we're expecting those to be done in, in probably in approximately three months, the f 40s and 50s. Are you possibly going to be manufacturing a palm and click reel? I'd love to. I'd love to. One thing at a time. Let's let's build up the stock on it. <laughs> I was just I, I was just it was I, just the question. I, I'd love to. I'd, um, I don't know. You guys ever hear of uh, decade reels? Yeah. Yeah, so I met Brandon yeah, years ago. I just loved what he did. It was handcrafting on it and everything, you know. But that got that intrigued me, and then you start seeing all these other ones, and you you, you take a couple out, you feel it, and uh, yeah, I, I'd love to have something. But let's right now, um, my Vixen lineup. Um, this is my largest. It's a V one thirty. We also have a V eighty. So you can see the difference in size. And then a V50. I need to fill the gaps on that. That did extremely well. And so I'm going to go to a V40, a V50, a V50, V70, V90, V100, and so on. So we'll fill in the gaps with that. And, uh, okay. It's it's larger arbor, narrower as well. Some guys are like liking that yeah. faster pickup. That That's a nice one for like steelhead. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, it looks like a spay like sp reel. Yeah. What's... What's the circumference on that? Is that five, five and a quarter inch yep. or something? Yep. Five and a quarter. All right. Joe knows his stuff. I like it, Joe. You're ounces. coming out with the knowledge tonight. <laughs> I fucking ounces. love it. It's machined out of solid bar stock as well. Been around the block, my friend. So when you you look at how it's machined, I mean, think about it. This came off from a, a solid piece of nice. bar stock. And it's thinned out extremely here, but also durable. Every every reel, too, that we have, you're going to see the design of it. It's kind of like a rim of a car. It's made to take a punishment. I've got a couple of re reels over there. One was sent to me from uh, Yapa Valley Anglers. Um, they drove 15 miles back after a day out, and it fell off their, their the foot of their reel, the seat, and it bounced all the way home. You could still, wow. still spins. The spool's still attached and everything. Another guy had a had one that That's he, so he, awesome. he lost <laughs> he lost a reel and two rods and my reel survived and uh out eighty miles an hour he had a magnetic rod rack and he didn't know he was not supposed to go over forty on that. So it blew it off and uh the reel survived. So it's interesting. Yeah, my son dropped a um a Lampson on a jetty from his waist. Hit the rock and his day was done. Shattered into pieces. That's a tough day. Now you take a guide. A guide is out all day. A guide is a guide is out there with their client, and the client has a great day. And a client trips and falls and and uses his rod and reel to you know to catch his to to stop his blow, and what happens? Now his whole new set his setup's gone. So that's why you know all the pressure points on the reel. 
Like I said, it's designed like a rim of a car. It's made to take a punishment. We have a question here from our friend Surf Gadget East Coast. He wanted to talk about the, I guess the uh, about the maintenance of the reel. I think we talked about a little bit about that, but I guess since it's a sealed drag, I guess you really can't do any maintenance right. to it, like other than what you talked about adding some oil to the. Yeah. So here, let's say we, we come back, rinse it under fresh water, keep the spool on, rinse mm -hmm. it under fresh water, loosen the spool, pull it off, wipe it down, wipe it clean. Both sides as well. Make sure everything's clean. Put it back together, and then just add a drop, two drops of oil, and work it into the drag knob. What kind of oil do you recommend? I use Relax. Relax is okay. a, it's a good cleaning oil. It's a good lubricant as well. Okay. So there, there goes that question. Now you said the TF is out of stock currently, correct? The TF40 and the TF50. The TF70s okay, but the TF70 and the TF20s are in stock in black. Okay, that's what Johnny wanted to know. I think Manny's converting. Uh, Manny's the type of guy that uh, he likes to know his stuff, and uh, he likes to just destroy shit. <laughs> well, a funny story about Manny. So, I have a, I have, a, I've had a few two handers in my life. But I was with Manny one day on the beach, and uh, we were practicing. There was nothing going on. And and so I he hands me a rod off his truck, <laughs> and I start strip trying it. I started trying to strip line off the reel, and I'm just hearing. I'm like, man, I'm just thinking to myself. I hope I don't catch a nice bass on this, you know. And it was just for practice, but I'm like, <laughs> Mandy's probably <laughs> cracking up right now. It was making lots of noises. Let's just say it was it was seizing up, man. I. That thing probably wouldn't. No, I've seen my buddy Chris, my old boat partner, fried a sage reel on a, on an Albie. Let's just say when we were done with this one Albie, the reel was the when you had the, the you were talking about how straight your spool was spinning, the tolerance. Let's just say this thing was wobbling, like it was hitting and like it was it was bent. Basically, the spindle inside bent. Think about the power that thing um, and then the rate that it's spinning. Yeah. And the pressure that's going on, that circumference of the spool, the inner circumference, you know. Yeah, people don't think about that. I never thought about that. I just thought about, hey, the drag better hold this bitch back, otherwise I'm not landing. <laughs> exactly. So look yeah. at Dave going like this. He's like, he's like, yep, that shark down in Florida. That's what it was doing. Well, this this reel, I'll, I just I, I just tell everybody all the time. I said, just Google these words: toughest little fly reel. Tell me what you see. And most likely you're going to run against a, run across a field and stream article that Joe Cermelli wrote years ago, probably 2017, and uh, he's he hooks a nice rainbow on it on a three. -way. Wow! And uh, but it still comes up, and it is it's it's this this little reel is it's amazing, but it's the engineering behind it, it it's the the final product itself everything that it has and in the beginning somebody says well why does it even have a drag i said truthfully it would cost us more to back the drag out of it and rebuild it than to have it with the drag and not use the drag and then later on i have the guy comes up to me at another show and says you know what i got that reel i love the reel and I actually do use the drag i set it to exactly where i want it to go and then i just know from there where, where to go with it so 
Dave, do you have any questions? I'm amazed me? about the uh, the reel itself. You know, not so many reels are built like that. Like like you mentioned before, George. You know, boy, you got a very, you got a three hundred dollar reel. All of a sudden, you wind up buying another one. You know, and it looks like this okay. uh, this reel here. You don't have to buy another one once you get it. You know. When, you, when you, you look at it and you say, you know, look at our industry and, and the industry, everybody says, wow, somebody just said to me the other day, well, I do this. So I got a lot of surf casters that I see and I, I, I hand them a 10 weight. I go, now imagine catching an LV on this. Imagine catching a striper on that. And they're, they're blown away with how it feels and everything. Oh, well, it's expensive to get into. And it's really not when, when you, you, you add up to anything's expensive, but you can always manage it. And there's, so there's solutions out there you just talk to people talk to anglers talk to other people and uh they'll point you in the right direction that's why I even like the rise rods rise rod they make fantastic rods and when they launched they were going and trying to reach out to dealers but dealers already had a full a full setup of all those rods at those price points so why would they want to take in another one yeah i get that it makes sense but they're fantastic rods, actually. For the, I think they're kind of like a lot like my reel, more value for the dollar. It's uh, and, and I talked to you about this a little bit because a, a lot of people say fly fishing is really expensive. It can be expensive, but if you do the barracuda move like Dave did and you go for the best right off the bat, the best will last you the longest versus buying the cheap stuff and then gradually taking going to the little better stuff because now you have a little more money saved up okay now you've been doing it for three years let me get something better and now you get something better and now something better now you're 10 grand into rods reels waders boots when you could have just gotten the right waders the right boots the right rod the right reel and you would have been good for the saltwater aspect obviously your waders will wear out your boots will wear out but your rod and reel won't. You might have to replace your reel seat. But uh, other than that, you should be good. And, I mean, Dave did it right with the Barracuda. And I keep saying that because that's a great reference yep. for me. Well, let's not, let's not fool ourselves, though. I mean, when I was, you know, when I first started, I had two young kids. And I couldn't afford nothing. But I read these stories of Bob Popovics in the North the jetty on the on Island Beach State Park, and I said I have to tr I have to check this out and do it. You know when I when I got into fly fishing, I went I don't know if you guys remember. Well, George ain't going to remember, but um, like Sports Authority, yep. if anybody remembers what that place was, mm -hmm. but they sold scientific anglers had like a package, like a like a reel, a rod, and a line, like a bass package or whatever, and and that was one of my first saltwater type of packages and that thing was that whole package cost like i don't know it was like 80 dollars or something you know but like you know and I, I ended up upgrading late years later but at that time i couldn't afford anything like how am i going to tell you know my wife at the time i'm going to buy a thousand dollar rod and reel combo <laughs> like in 1992 well because this wasn't happening well, I, i'm talking modern days now with the technology you have now not i'm not talking to old days old days are different and i know what you're talking about sports authority okay i'm not fucking that young 
All right. <laughs> Quit busting my yeah, balls. Back in 1990, I remember dropping 1600 on a pair of skis and boots. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, things were expensive back then. But now, you, you know, even Kelly Gallup released the whole thing with the rods and reels. And, yeah, so. And, you know, he doesn't – things that are made for $400 are just as good as yep. $1,000. And Dave will tell you this because he's – casted a $400 rod and a $1,000 rod and the $400 rod was better than the $1,000 rod. And and I had somebody casting a TNT with a, another rod that's $400 and they liked that $400 rod more. We're talking about reels. Somebody tried that $1,200 reel and they had this $400 reel and they liked the $400 reel better. It it's, the technology is so developed now, and people are so focused on brand names. They want the big yeah. name brand, and they think that's the best because that's a big brand name. I mean, if you if you have the if you have the legend guys, you know, let's just take TFO for instance, Lefty Cray, you know, Flip Palette. I mean, that that tells you everything you need to know. Bob, 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 it's honor when Bob came up to me said, I want that reel and that reel. Here's my credit card. You know, that that's yeah. honor. Stu App. Stu App fishes my reels. And, you know, but but here's the thing, though. The truth of it is not just who fishes it, but who puts them to the test. And, again, when all these guides are using them from, from the northeast all the way to Alaska and down south and other countries as well, and they're, they're you know, they're standing up year after year. That's 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 Rod, do you have do you have any guides on the on the Jersey coast? I mean, there's not many fly fishing guides. Yeah, I'm revamping. There's only a I'm, few. Yeah, right there. I'm <laughs> revamping. Right there. I, we're not we're not talking about George. He's not a guide. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna revamp my entire my guide list and everything. That section of my site, we're revamping that, and we're putting up there, and we're doing more too. Because the thing too is we want people to to kind of get into this and and learn. So we want them to to be able to come in and really. If they have a great experience, then they're going to carry it on, you know. But if they don't learn properly or if, if they have a bad experience out, out the gate with it, then they're going to give up on it. But if they catch the fever early on, they'll really see, you know, how great this sport is and what it does to their life. I mean, when you go to shows and you talk to kids, I talk to kids that are fly tying. And those kids you're talking to, they're so engaged in what they're doing. They're not sitting there on their phones all the time and everything else. They're into reality, and they're just a different breed, and it's great. It's great to see that, you know. So kudos to you guys for, you know, for everything you're doing. Yeah, we try. Yeah, I, I like. Uh, I had a long, you know, I'm pretty new to Instagram, but I I see all the tires on there, and it's just unbelievable. I mean, the kids, the kids that are getting into it is is it's exciting to see, because when I was a kid. I was there was everybody was old. I mean, I could, I didn't even want to join fly clubs because everybody was seventy five years old, and I'm twenty years old. I'm like, I'm not going to hang out with these guys. But now, on Instagram, you see a lot of young kids. Braden Miller. I mean, geez, you know, he's a prodigy, right? And and we need these kids to to come up and keep this thing going. You know, this uh this passion. That's why Joe hangs out around me. I make him feel younger. <laughs> I st listen, I still don't want to hang out with older gentlemen. I just canceled one of my trip, one of my trips to Cape Cod, you know, because I'm probably sitting in that same age category, so don't worry. About it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you know, 
Age is nothing but a number. number. Yeah, exactly. That's how you feel. In the last three years, I felt real old. <laughs> so now it's to get back young again. So. Yeah, I, I was feeling young about five years ago, hitting big jumps on mountain bikes. And after a few hospital visits, now I'm starting to feel old. I take my, I have a sea do. I would go out riding with guys, and we would leave Connecticut. We would go to Sag Harbor for a burger. Nice. Or we'd we'd yeah. go through the lock system. We we came out through Hampton Bays, and it was two days before a hurricane, and I had a thousand pound machine, sixteen feet in the air. You know, so you say to yourself, "All right, why is your back problem? Why do you have back problems?" Well, it was worth it, I guess. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. Ron, did you want to say anything else about your reels that people might want to know? Um, yeah, any questions, uh, get, send me an email, ron at 3-tand.com, or give us a call, 203-345-7000. Uh, be patient. We are not a big, big company. We don't have a lot of administrative people around here, but we will get back to you. If you're going to hit me on Instagram, you can message me there. I will respond on that. Facebook, not so much, but... Um, you know, just uh, yeah. Any questions? I'd be happy to happy to respond to you. I wanna I wanna know if Dave's got any questions about the reels. I mean, he's just like sitting there in amazement. I, with right Dave's now. look, I think I say, you know what, Dave? I want to put one in your hands and fish it and get your feedback just based. Oh on yeah, the- I'm inter- I'm interested. <laughs> very interested. Serious. I'm very interested. Since back in the days when I when uh when we met when you were in the, at the shows, I was looking at the reels. You know. And I was wondering, not like now when the shows came back, I was I was looking for you, and I'm like, wow, what happened to Tree Jam Reels? You know, what's going on? You know, yeah. Yeah. a lot of change between COVID and then you know when you know one day you're fine, the next day, you know, you struggle to get out of the car after driving for 20 minutes, right. and that carries on for Oof. a year. It's it's a it's a bad thing. So even this year, I I I did to do a couple local shows on the Surfcast right. side. Um, but next year. I'll okay. That's good to know. That's good to know. Him. I miss them. I miss them. The shows are great. Seeing the people and, and just being part of the community. And I mean, I would do that from January 3rd all the way on. I was out in Denver and then back this way and then out in Washington and California and then back this way again. Wow. Uh, they were great. Yeah. Listen, you all you got to do is bring me on your staff, pay me a salary, and I'll hit the shows <laughs> for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it for free. What you guys do with that, it's such an art to it. And, um, you know, I have sitting over here, I have Stu Apps, Tarpon Fly, that um, Matt Hart made, um, the Forge Fly. That must be old. Look at that. Take a few more questions, George. Did, did you guys see that shirt oh, he's wearing? Nice. Yeah. No, so, I mean. That, you know, so this is a guy he loves. That's cool. I met him at Yale University. Yale University, uh, my, my buddy Sean Callahan is the fly fishing coach, is a fishing coach over there at Yale. And he's, he's they compete against Dartmouth and a bunch of others. Um, I met him at an event there. We were doing a fundraiser, uh, movies for, for the veterans and everything. That's where I met Matt. And his talent's just amazing. And my background, I stem from graphics, graphic design with art school as well, marketing too. And uh, so what you guys do with what you're able to put together, and I don't know how with eyesight and everything, but uh, it flies just amazing work. So kudos to, to anybody who gets involved in fly tying and uh, become successful 30 years later and so forth. Right. Ron, did you ever see my big beast fly? I did. 
It, you did? On, online I did. That thing's massive, I was going to say. I mean, I made a couple versions of it, so the biggest big one. I'd love to see yeah. more. I, you have it up on Instagram, don't you? He, uh, he's I, he's, he's, no, no, he's got he's got one he's probably stroking <laughs> right now that you can't <laughs> see on screen. <laughs> not stroking it. <laughs> Crazy. So I got two, actually. All right, so this one I made, this is the one I have a picture of Bob Popovics with. Oh, my God. And this this ain't even the biggest one, but this is like, I mean, you need a 12-weight to cast this. It's pretty bulky, the head, but this thing, this tail is going to move like no, none other. And I made, I made these because I have a feeling that bass are getting bigger. I mean, just today, we were talking about the, the guy caught six big bass today. They're just going to get bigger and bigger, and you're going to start needing this to, to get catch them. But because I made a bigger one, so this is this is uh what was this twenty twenty four inches? No, it's not twenty four. It's just uh twenty inches. I think twenty four. No, it's not twenty four. That's what you were going for. I was going to, but I'm like, no, nah, I mean, that's stupid. Because I, I actually want to use this. I want to cast it and use it. I don't want to, you know, so, um, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to tie some more. So, um, probably next winter, though. So, Bob Bob told me, you only need a couple of these in your lifetime, actually. You don't need, you don't need the, some guys are tying tons of them, but you don't, you only need them, you only need a few of them. He said, a half a dozen will last your whole life. I just want to come down and watch it as you are casting that, seeing that thing fly through the air. To be honest with you, the smaller ones, if you get into like the 12, 13 inches, they're not really that hard to cast at all. A lot, a lot of people think that, that there's a lot of resistance, but they're really not because it's just a little amount of bucktail. It, it makes it fairly easy to cast. Anthony said, what are you throwing that on? So... So you're going to need – you're probably going to need – I got a custom 11 weight that I'm going to actually practice casting this with. I mean, it's really – it's you can see yeah. through it. The bulky is just the head. You got to – it's right here. That's just going to be air resistance casting. And I want to sh show someone next week of these. Well, I think he saw them anyway. But, um, yeah, so it took – I started – is this the one, George? Is this the one I started on our, our fly tying nights? Yeah, the big one. The big one. I started tying this, and I got like – it was like two hours or something or three hours, and I was like I was like this far done. <laughs> then I finished the next day, and I finished it faster just without – because when you're on the live thing, it takes twice as long because you're talking. But um, I think the whole thing took three hours, but I think – if I start to finish, I could probably get that done in an now hour that, and a half. Now that uh, 11 weight, do you use 11 weight line or you go step up one to 12? No, so my George saw my custom 11 weight. No, I, I'm using 12 okay. weight outbound on that. And I got the, the triple density Cy Angler's 12 weight lines. Yeah. Um, I'm no stranger to using 12 weights for big bass. My biggest bass I ever caught was on a 12 weight. I whipped that bass's ass literally in four minutes, had him to the boat. Like, there's no reason to fight a 46 inch fish for, for an hour, you know, or half an hour. 
you know, whoop its ass and get it back. And that's why I've lost a lot of fish. I've lost a lot of big fish because I like to whip their ass and just get them in. Like, right. they're not an albie. Like, they're not known for fighting. Why just kill them and tire them out? Joe, you know, so I... Joe, Joe's so. the uh, Mike Iaconelli of uh, fly fishing <laughs> saltwater. Mike Iaconelli lives oh, 15 man. minutes from me, and he's got nothing. <laughs> and he does, and he's got wow. nothing on me. Like... He's doing it for he's doing it for an act. But if you ever get me out, you know, if you're ever with me in a boat and I catch a big fish, somebody's going <laughs> in the water. He's All gonna... mayhem's breaking loose. Um, Manny does have a uh, question about um, it goes uh, any tips for when you're putting the backing uh, and not overdoing it. Uh, so this is new short Skagit systems and mono running lines to shooting heads all fit even when snap systems. Swapping systems. Swapping systems. Uh, so Manny, I have the system and I'm swapping it and I have no issues with it because you're going to probably be putting about 200 to 300 worth of backing and then you're probably doing what, 200 yard, 200 feet of running line maybe? If you go longer, you could go longer. I think I ended up going 250 feet of running line. And then I went the, what is it, 40-foot Skagit head. And then I went over with the tip. That's another 15 feet. And then you get your leader. So you're, you're that's plenty. You got plenty of room on the bigger reels. Plenty of room. But I'll show you my reel. You you can look at it again and see it when it's all spooled up. See how much room you got on there. I got a, I got a quick question for Ron. I something I forgot to ask Ron. On your on your spools, right where you're loading the backing on, are they? Is it grooved? Is it machined grooves in there to hold the backing taut at first, or is it real super smooth where it slips when you yeah, first start? Machined out. out. We tore it out. We did it with uh, the vertical spacers but each one supported too so you can yeah. see how the machining branches down it's kind of tough on this angle but how it branches down goes in and then creates the support center support channel as well so that that provides okay. that helps reduce the compression if if you did have too much pressure applied and, and crushing the center right yeah, when you look at this too, it's you know, think about it, it's a big piece of metal, and you're really you're you're reducing weight on it left and right, but you you're you need to build in the rigidity, the the durability behind it. So that's that's you know really from the thickness, the thinness, and then the shape of it too. When you have something, when you have a reel that's designed that has might have curvature patterns, that curve looks nice, but it also leaves a weak point because you know, then if if it takes a hit, there's a there's a, a weak point where it could fail, it could push in. Whereas everything, like you said, like a rim of a car, or even even our Vixen series, same way. All right, if you guys have any more questions, we got like a minute and a half left, and then after that, we're gonna go into the podcast post podcast recording. So then you guys could catch it on there. Uh. What if sand got into the reel? Will it stop on no, you? No, this is so many washes out. First of all, if sand gets in, I mean, I had granular inside of it, and it just rinses right out of it. So, and then when you open it up, there's a seal here that's going to prevent sand from getting inside. 
So the drag is is sealed fully on it. Yeah, that's a big deal because I remember throwing my reel into the sand trying to release fish and then you you go back to strip line off it and it's a disaster. It's like coffee grinder going again, off. If, yeah. If, if it's too tight, if it's not open enough, if it doesn't have that washout, uh, it's not going to wash out. Then it's going to get stuck there. It's going to build up. It's going to grind on you. So, but no, we don't. We don't have any issues yeah. with sand. And I, I, it's I, a couple I more questions, but I don't. This. So I have a couple surfcasters that swim to rocks at night. And, and oh, yeah, Montauk. Yeah, well, well, Montauk, but a lot, a lot of people do that off a of Cuddy Honk too. The islands off of Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, for sure. A couple more questions, but uh, George, I don't know if we have time, but yeah, why not uh, tie the beast with shanks so you could run a dropper and swap the hooks? That, that's an easy question to answer. I have tied beasts on shanks, but. Um, I don't have a reason to swap out hooks. I mean, I'm catching stripers, not musky, and these hooks, these A-Rex hooks, you can sharp resharpen them anyway. So, um, I don't know. And besides, if one gets ruined, then I, it makes it, it makes I gotta tie another one, and, and you know it's fun. But uh, shanks, I have a beast fly like this on shanks, and it's just too heavy. It's so heavy with the big shanks. All right. So I'm going to wrap it up there. That answered, I think, all of it. Ron, if you want to throw your info one more time before we wrap it up. Sure. Email ron at 3-tand.com or give us a call at 203-345-7000. There you go. And I'll have his information in the description, so if you guys want to check it out later, all his stuff will be in the, in the description down below of the video. Most likely will be there tomorrow because today was a little rush rush. Uh, I do want to apologize for Ron Square. We were trying to fix this camera issue, <laughs> and we were not able to get rid of that square. I do want to thank Ron for coming on and giving us uh, info on his reels and having a good time. Um, and uh, everybody that came on, tuned in, I really want to say thank you for tuning in. And anybody else that's going to be watching it later uh, down the road, Thank you for watching. Give us a thumbs up um, and give us a subscription so that way, uh, you know, you guys can watch all these other episodes. Next week, Joe, who's on next week? Oh, we're going to have a treat for you. Um, the, the one and only GB. <laughs> if you can figure that out really quick, then you know. Um, Gunnar Bramer is going to be on next week. And, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of his. And I know he's a younger kid, but the way he portrays Bob's techniques to video, I think, for the younger crowd, you know, because if, you know, it's he just does a great job, and, and we're going to have a lot of fun with him next week, for sure. I mean, we might need two hours, George. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, I'm not going to be on call, so we're good. Thanks for putting this together. Okay. When George told me about it, when uh, this was happening, I thought it was such a great thing, and it's a commitment, too, so thank you guys for Oh, thank you for everybody. I look forward to uh, seeing other guests as well and, and maybe even participating down the road, too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Um, all right, guys. So we're going to wrap it up here. You guys have a good night. Thank you so much for coming in. We'll see you guys next week.
Thank you. Have a good night. All right. And stream. We're ended the stream, but we're still live in here. So you did good, Ron. Uh, this camera thing. That, that, uh, it's you a know, monkey was... wrench, but uh, I try to shake it off and everything. And that was, but hey. Honestly, I didn't even notice it after we started getting into it. Well, it's just you get, you get the nervousness of this. And I mean, you know, with, with what your guys are putting together here, I was telling George earlier, I said, I, I have to deliver quality. This has to be. This is your show. I can't. I can't come here with a, with a bad, bad image and bad audio. And none of this stuff was working until just a couple days ago, and then um, we were ha made it happen. George, I don't remember seeing that screen. I got to figure that one out. That, that there, there was no. There, there was no box no, there. I know. So, I don't know what happened. Uh, and it's funny because Ron actually went out and bought the cam link. <laughs> The, the video capture card that I wow. use, he went and bought a <laughs> headphone extension. Yeah. Man. It, like, so he, he so it's safe out. to say this is your first yes. podcast? Yeah. Oh, wow. First podcast. Excellent. But, yeah. I, I feel so honored. <laughs> well, I feel honored. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, I mean, our water. first one didn't go out. Our first one went, we thought went well until you go back and try to listen to it. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. I mean, that happens. You'll... you'll I'll go back. I'll critique myself, and I'll have others I know critique me. <laughs> you know, but it's just hey, how do you how do you undo this? I, you know, I had a lot of stuff going on this this last week too, and was not able to put it all together too quickly, and um, quickly at all. And then I was just like, all right, well, it's Thursday night. Got to have this up by by Wednesday. And then earlier in the week too, my buddy who's helped me redo a bathroom, he calls. He says, all right, I got you this week. And you know when you have a guy that's doing that work, and he has time that week, you oh, yeah. say yes. You can't just say it's not convenient for me, you know. So, right. I was uh, last night running from from middle the middle of Connecticut down to Norwalk to buy the wow. adapter, coming back here around seven o'clock at night, hooking it up and testing things out. So, but when I got together, I just you know sent George a quick text saying, "Hey, thanks, man. I had this mic years ago. I bought this mic from doing." some video and, and voiceovers for, for animation years ago on this. Not me, but it was a professional voiceover person. And um, but just, just sat there, like, how do we how do we make this work? So but. So yeah. something I didn't ask you on the uh, when we were live. We're still recording, just so you know. Uh, uh, this is going to go into the podcast thing. Uh, um, but I never asked about the process of the reels being made and like, uh, wh what what comes first? Do you have molds? You send them off? They get coated? And no, what, what, so how does so it go? It starts with these are CNC'd. Hunk of metal around either around or some yeah. parts on my no, Z bass reel out of rectangular stock, but mostly round stock and then it's turned down and the metals removed. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it's done through CNC, yeah, right, Ron? They're CNC. Yeah. I figured that's what yeah. it was, but I'm, I'm just asking for the yeah. listeners because well, the too. podcast and, and listeners okay. are going to be asking. Too, it's you know, some people think, oh, you have a program. It's designed in AutoCAD or it's designed in another program, SolidWorks. Okay, just give them the program, let them put it in in the CNC, and let them almost hit print. It doesn't work that way. They each 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 uh, machinist they have to say, all right. How are we going to do this? What are we going to tackle on this first? How are, what's the angles of this? And how are we going to support it when we have to go from op one, operation one, 
So operation one, we'll do one side of it. And then how do we hold that after that delicate part is done? How do we hold that so we can do operation two? You know, so it's a, it's a complicated thing. Did, so now, did, now the insides, as far as your drag and everything else, they do that all overseas or yeah. you're putting it together yeah, no, here? It's, it's done. That's for the fly reels. It's done overseas. I will eventually okay. have a U.S. made fly reel. Uh, when I bought Z-Bass, the owner of the company told me, he says, Ron, you're making your fly reels in the same place as Ron Schultz making their reels. Go over there and he'll, you'll be, you'll, you know, and I didn't want to turn that into a commodity product. And there's so much about making, having a U.S. made product and uh, with your name behind it and, and the quality work. And I had people that specialized in automation come in here, uh, these fishermen, right? We come in, that this guy I know, he's, he specializes in that. He came into my place and he says, I'm going to automate you. When we showed him how we build a reel, one screw at a time, one one part at a time, and we don't, we don't have, you know, sub assemblies. It's all done one person from start to finish, and wow. then the feel too. It's um, it, it's sounds like Ranger boats. Remember that yep. logo? We build them one at a time. So is it is Von Schultz not making fly reels anymore? I haven't seen it. They they when I first. Because I, re- I saw Bear Dens were blowing those out of the door, like, pretty well, cheap. That's the thing. When I, when I got into it, they got out. They they had the CVEX line. I remember doing the, the ads and the right. photography for the CVEX. And, uh, matter of fact, George, I was going to show you. you. You're talking photography. That shot, I shot that in my basement. That's one of wow. them that I, sh- I shot on it. And there's the tagline. We, we I set it up so, you know, I defined how much space goes between every lettering and everything. Um, but Joe, to answer your question, yeah, I don't, when I got into the industry, they got out of the industry and then they couldn't fix reels that they had a lifetime warranty on and then right into the industry again. And then they huh. sold off to pure fishing and I don't know. Yeah. Wow. So. Okay. So now we know that about the reels. I'm happy. I just got educated like by a thousand tonight <laughs> on the reels. Nice. Now, if you guys come here, I can, even when the, with the um, the spinning reels, if I, I show you what we start with and, and what we end up with and, and what we do to take out any movement in between the gears. I mean, we're working with spacers in the gears that are literally the thickness of a hair. And when you put that spacer in, you can feel a subtle, you can feel the difference. So. Wow. But. Huh. Well, you could tell that to Joe. Joe doesn't give a shit because he I doesn't don't. do spinning only rods. Fl- only on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> Rod, you said you're giving away free reels, right? So Joe doesn't get one. So we just <laughs> saved you some money. I get one. I, want I don't want one. You got to get him a, a 12 I bought it. Reel, so put that beast on. <laughs> I I bought it. I bought a spinning rod for my wife. Well, I bought it for bought it for her birthday because just to try to get her out in the boat, you know. Um. But I spooled it up and all that. But you know how it is. Well, that was, yeah, I mean, you look at I, all the surfcasters you might know, and how how they're into it, and that's awesome. But when you when you have a surfcaster 
pick up a fly rod and reel and actually come back to you and say it's awesome you know it's it's a great feeling it's just i think in a way everybody kind of starts with a, a bait caster anyway and then they eventually move on to fly rods like all the I, I don't think that there's hardly any hardly any people that started with a fly rod to begin with most of them just which, start with a spinning rod which is amazing because fly fishing is actually the first form of fishing right started in england i mean basically overseas but yeah i mean heck i mean i started in spin fishing too for smallmouth bass and when i was a kid for largemouth bass i mean who didn't same here yeah, I mean, everybody's, you know, started off that way, I would think. Most people. Yeah. But. You guys have any more questions you might want to ask him? Fishing stories? I know Ron's got a fucking shit ton of fishing stories from, like, all all the guys that rock oh, his reels. Well, Ron, do you know, um, do you know Ian yeah. Devlin? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen him in years. I met him years ago but I, I... yeah we're gonna he agreed to come on to at some point but he's uh because he's in connecticut yeah he's he always intrigued me um because he was like one of the first that i knew that, that did you know flats fishing for striped bass or you know out of a flats boat and i was always intrigued intrigued by that because i always thought that was like a you know a florida thing yeah and me being me being a, getting prone to seasickness and why I bought different boats and tried to battle through it, I don't know why I would stupid enough to keep buying boats and do that. But, um, you know, I I always, you know, I talked to him about flats boats and stuff and up there, and he does he does a good job with it up there. And now now, Captain Ben Wally does the same thing up in Maine, uh, up on the um, uh, up on the um. I just Costco Costco Bay and just got two reels out yeah. there today T100 with the Oh that's right. He's a he's a that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's so many guides that are in the northeast uh that are rocking your your reels. It's unbelievable. Like the more and more you look at photos of the guys using fly rods in their boats and that they're rocking your reels are just like you know, his shit is legit. Like, this isn't no fucking shit for quitters. Like, this you know, shit is for real. You know, I, I, By the way, he's got, he's got a fly drop tomorrow if you guys are interested in buying one of his flies for 100 bucks. I think it's yeah, at 12. It's noon. at noon. I've tried three times because I wanted to buy one of his beasts just to have it and hang it on my right. wall, put it in a frame. And I'm just, I thought I was fast enough, but I'm not fast enough. I can't buy it. I, mean, I want to buy it. I want to spend a hundred dollars on one of his beast flies, and I can't because every time I try, it's sold out instantly. I, I, met him, I met him just a couple weeks ago because he he won. We did a promotion with Deep Apparel and Rise Fishing and everything. Right. He he was the winner. Oh, wow! And uh, so he was supposed to win a T seven. Out of all out of all the sponsors he's got, he fucking won the fucking giveaway. <laughs> the giveaway. Yeah. So, so, is that is that the one where he had a trip down to Florida and stuff? Um, you want a trip down to Florida? The, the trip was part of it. No, I think it was it was it was, uh, it was a traveler's ba- kit. So you had rods, you had okay. a couple rods, you had your reel, you had your the deep bag, yeah. the waterproof bag, and you had some other apparel wow. swag. Um, 
But so I, I thought about it. I'm like, wait a minute. He fishes up in Maine, and I looked at the flies he was tying, and I'm going, he won a T-70. I go, I wonder how much use he's going to have for a T-70. So I called him, and I said, hey, what would fit you better? T-70, T-90, T-100. We went over everything. And he says, oh, definitely the T-100. I said, well, tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to get you, I'm going to throw in that interchangeable spool as well. This way you can bump up to your other one with it. So I said, congratulations on winning. He's like, well, what extra do I owe you? I said, nothing. He thanks for participating in it. And I just want to know how you like it, you know. So put put yeah. my reels in his hands and your hands as well, you you three guys. To me, that's that's it. And, you know, but if you're faithful to one and you like one for a certain reason or you like something about it then that's that's your choice and that's what you know i respect that you know i like to learn why okay so that means i don't have that something that you like you know so well i'll, I'll tell you i'll tell you what i mean i'm i'm partial to lampson and and honestly the only reason is because i can get them sierra trading post blows them out the door when they discontinued and that's the only reason and you know they're a decent reel for the for the price that I pay. I mean, it, honestly, I don't think I'd pay. I don't think I've ever paid MSRP for one of the Lampsons. Like they got the new light speeds out. Like I would never buy one of those. I have I have every reel that they released up until I got into three ten. Once I got my hands on the three ten, yeah. I stopped getting the Lampsons. I mean, and, yeah, I mean, and technically I'm pro staff for Ross and Abel, but I don't buy them <laughs> either. <laughs> but um, I don't. Like I said at the show, the, the, I just tell people educate yourself. At the end of the show, come back, tell me what you bought and why. And ninety nine percent of the time, they come back to buy mine. But, yeah, because it seems like you got the best of all the worlds. You got I don't great quality, great price. One lodge came up to me and they said, "Oh, Douglas is offering me sixty percent off." I said, "Well, you might as well go with Douglas if you're looking at a percentage because I can't compete on a percentage like yeah. that." Yeah, you know, I don't have that baked into my goods. You know, well, that's the other thing that me and you talked about earlier too. Is like, and you mentioned it on the show. I didn't want to hit on mm -hmm. it too much because I didn't want to like put down other companies. Yeah. But uh, I don't give a shit. It's a podcast. You're gonna fucking hear me bash on yeah. other companies. I'm going to be real. I'm not going to lie to you. And uh, one of the biggest things, that, like I was telling you, like the reason why Sage and all these other companies release a new product every two years is because their sales are stuck. They're yep. trying to make money. So it's the same rod. They say it's different. Yeah. They maybe change the <laughs> handle on it, maybe change one guide, and they say this is better than what you had before. I, I mean, I got one of the best fly rods probably ever made. The the G Loomis Cross Carry GLX is probably the finest fly rod ever made. And like, I got people telling me, did you try the 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 uh, the new Loomis um, whatever model? I'm like, no. Why would I try that? Gary Loomis doesn't even work for Shimano. He has nothing to do with it. I wanted a rod built by Gary Loomis, you know, and I'm stuck with it. But uh, that's what George. That's with anything, though. I mean, I work for a con I work for Canon. I mean, we make. We make we 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 make printers that cost million you know a million dollars and then they'll they'll come out with another one two years later. Yeah, well I it's know because like the they changed the color. The photography print, I mean the photo printers, they're ridiculously expensive. I looked at several of them so I could print my own prints instead of getting it. Printed. Yeah, but it's it, the amount. It's like anything. The amount I'm going to spend on a printer, I could get a professional actually edit my so, photos and print them out. But the the point is that 
Ron doesn't do that with his reels. Right. He doesn't put that big sale on it because it's the same reel. It's the same this brand. Literally was the biggest it. markdown I put on those reels, the bigger reels. They don't move fast, okay, because it's a it's a select group. You're talking 13, 15 weight. I mean, come on. But if, if somebody if somebody says, you know what, I'm gonna do that one day, and if they hear this podcast and if they saved, I don't know, I think it was $150 off or something like that, I'm okay with that. You know, it's like you do you you do that. It's people are coming here to see this, and if they get something good and they use it down the road, perfect. So, you you didn't mention your line about your shirts. No. <laughs> Son of a That's bitch. Okay. Well, you can mention well, it is, here. This is blocking it anyways. <laughs> so, but Lloyd, show us the back because uh, when you walked away. Oh, that's got cool, the whole man. reel on the back. Oh, that's, and nice. really oh, that's cool. It's got, yeah, it's nice. I, it's got a saying. It's. I, I got I I got this one, but I like that one better. <laughs> the, I like the army green. Oh, I'm all about army are, green. They lately. are making them. I just talked to. Uh, I just talked to the guy that that does that for me. He's actually he he was on um, Joe from um, Jeff Lobo from Lobo Lures. He made off, offshore lures. Still makes them. He just moved down to Florida. Um, Okay. And um, so I talked to him today. Since he, I said, hey, did you get your screen, you know, printer uh, hooked up? And uh, and he, he said, yeah, it's just it's just getting done now. So let's see. All right. So it says the back of it reads, fishing is more than a passion. It's part of who I am. Give me the outdoors, a piece, a, pe a place to roam a body of water to study, and I'll look, listen, and learn along the way. I'll learn about me and the world I care for. It's about me taking a difference, making a difference in life. Peace. That's, and then it has longitude, latitude to our place. So. That's nice. fucking awesome. That's, in, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. cool. Within the reel it, you it, have it that? It surrounds the, the, the outside of the, the reel. Oh, nice. Oh, that's it's, fucking it's subtle, dope! I need, subtle, but it's a I need two message. of them. Anything I do, I want to make right. it positive. You know, uh, that's so creative. Yeah. Though. That's so, so creative. I just got. Well, I got. Um, I don't know if you can see. And I didn't say my line today, so I'm saying it right now. <laughs> Hookers and cocaine. Is that real? That's wow, nice. look at that. Real? That was designed for a little Owen. Oh. Oh, that's right. That's the that's the story you told check. me. This is the this is yeah, an awesome story. Listen. So when I when I bought Z Bass, um, Jay Hanacek, the father of Owen. So Owen was two year less than two. They go. They went to the beach. He came back. He had a rash on his leg, and next day he had a fever. They took him to the hospital. Found out he had a very rare form of leukemia, life threatening form of leukemia, and um, so he had to start treatments right away and everything. Um, Connecticut Surfcasters Association was doing a tournament and fundraiser for him. So this guy, Greg McNamara, was heading it up. And Greg reached out to me. He says, Ron, do you want to donate anything? I said, sure. I donated pliers. I did not have a reel to donate. And I said, Greg, I'll, I'll get one at a later point. I don't have one to donate. So he and I went back and forth for months. What are we going to do? Let's auction it. I said, no. I go, you know what? Let's have a raffle. But I couldn't do a raffle because I'm not a 501C. You can't raffle off something if you're not a 501C or you don't have a permit, a raffle permit. I'm sorry. And um, so I said, you know what? 
you got a PayPal account, right? He says, yeah, I got a PayPal account. I said, all right. So for every $10 somebody donates to you, directly to you, not to me, to you, they get one chance of winning. And so I put this together, and then Nick from Tackle Advisors did this amazing piece on it and challenged a couple other people to share it. And before you know it, the family, we raised a little over $16,000 for Owen. And uh, I just saw Owen just uh, a couple weeks ago. He's the (laughs) miracle child for the Children's Hospital up here in Hartford. Um, My daughter's part of uh, Husky Thon, that they raised $1.3 million for the hospital and for people that need it. And then I, I just met up with Jay just the other night. It's been that long since I haven't seen him. And he actually walked away with the 10 weight fly rod rod and reel combo nice so you know so he's he's changing from surf casting to fly so it's pretty awesome but he oh little owens which is that's cool. good cool good stuff huh you guys got any more questions for ron i gotta i gotta hit the sack <laughs> gotta I work know. tomorrow morning. i gotta get up at four yeah yeah. Four. Work. Where are you going? Oh, oh you got an early show. No, no, no. I'm going after off. work. Yeah. Ah. Uh, after work. All right. Well, Dave, thank you. Ron, thank you. Thank you. Joe, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'll catch you guys later. And- and Ron, maybe you can reach out to Gunner. I'm sure he, maybe uh, I don't know his affiliation with Flywheels. I think he just does. What I can tell, he just I I don't know. I've seen him with like like I think Reddington reels or whatever. But any, anyway, he yeah. might be oh, maybe, sponsored by him. I don't know if he's sponsored by him, but I I don't know. I'd just love to talk to him about well, it. So just getting the getting them in the right hands of people. In the right people, in the right hands. Yeah. That's to me. That's you know, I'm not here just to sell a reel and, and move on. It's not a number game. Uh, it is if you want to make a company survive, but that's not the focus. So building relationships and you know, I can, you know, people fishing a reel since 2013 and they're still fishing. Nice. It. That's you know, it's pretty good. So. Yeah. But, All right. Anyway, good stuff. Thank, thank you. you. Again, I appreciate everyone. <laughs> Thank you. If we ever need a fill-in, you're the fill-in guy. I'll fix this box, though, first. <laughs> All right? Yeah, yeah, I don't know what the hell happened sure. with that. but. <laughs> all right. You guys have a good all night. Right. I appreciate you all coming on. Okay. Enjoy. Yeah. I'll see yep. you guys later. I'll talk right. to you guys later. All right.